the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rescuers Radio Show, heard on uh, Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. And it's not often uh, a host of a radio show gets to interview another host of a radio show. And but I'm doing that right now, and that's Jonathan Sanborn. Watch it now. I've got lots of questions. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect to learn from me, man? I don't know. Lots, I, lots. I feel bad for you. <laughs> I, I'm in your shadow. <laughs> Follow your footsteps. Who you've been talking to? <laughs> I know people. Oh no! Uh, between us, we know two people. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jonathan uh, does have a radio show at Faith Talk 1360. It's called Counter. Culture, so try to catch that whenever you can. When does it air? Fridays at 5.30 p.m., So and Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Okay, there, there's a shameless... Uh, shameless plug. <laughs> plug there. So, um, Jonathan, uh, we're going to talk a lot about Care Portal, but before we do that, I want you to give us a spotlight into your background. How did you get here? How did I get here? Well, long story or the short story... <laughs> I, I'm from Los Angeles, undergrad at Arizona State, got involved in global uh, mission work in the early 90s when Russia, everyone was interested in Russia. I learned Russian, lived there for a number of years, really? and just God gave me a heart for the world and what and just what not just I love my country, but I love what God is doing around the world and God loves the world. Yeah. We, we, you know, and I, I think he died for the world. If last I read about it somewhere, yes, <laughs> I just read that. Um, and uh, so in those days, and so I just was like, whatever Lord you, you want me to do, I'll do. And and so I ended up, for, you know, s- suburbs from Los Angeles to Siberia, <laughs> and uh, uh, God just kept uh, changing like what was really important to me. And so when I came back from year, I was, had a little hard time adjusting, but. Also ended up uh, working for an organization inclu- uh, that trained churches to meet needs, uh, trained churches to meet needs in their own community. And so for seven years, I traveled around the world and taught ch- local churches how to look and uh, assess for needs for their own communities. And yeah, it was a great experience and saw some of the poorest areas of the world and saw church off- stepping into the lives of those who are broken and poor. So that was my background, and I always thought I'd be like a global missions like guy. Yeah, 
You so, have, yeah. Sounds like that's where you were heading. Yeah, and but God just brought me back after I ended up uh, studying in England, got my master's in Oxford, and came back and thinking that I would be this. But God brought me back to start to pastor, and so I pastored a church here in, in Tempe for mostly international students seemed to be our main group that came and got to meet a lot of the cultures that I had visited their home countries. And so that was kind of fun. And, and, uh, just consistently though, I just, I kept coming back to what the, what is the church about? Um, and, but so for fun, and I wasn't sure I always understood it right accurately. <laughs> so you have all the answers. Oh, no. <laughs> the more I traveled, it's like, I don't understand that. Sure. Lord. <laughs> So often, I fig- I just I come up with big question marks. So I got to ask, what did you do in Russia? Were you when you were in mission work, or were you what were you doing in Russia? So the first year, I was actually working with college students in Novosibirsk State University, and we would t- have American clubs and people. This was an era where everyone wanted. There was no internet. So you, you, in order to learn about a country, you'd had to either go through their state media or you had to meet an American. So meeting an American was like a big deal. Yeah. And so I had sort of like a celebrity status in a weird way. But it was fun just to talk where people were so curious about your country. And I also felt like I needed I, – I had the same curiosity about their culture and their people. Yeah. And, on, and also where they, what they believed. And so if I'm asking them to consider, hey, maybe atheism doesn't have all the answers yeah. – I'm also need to willing to hey maybe the the Christianity that I was raised in or that I knew about maybe I had to challenge my own assumptions and so it was really healthy for me to ask some hard questions of my faith that maybe a lot of Americans or in our would it just easy to not have to especially so, in a country yeah. that didn't wasn't is not known for a Christian no exactly environment and yeah. so there was even one point we had a late I still remember this discussion we had late night Siberia. Uh, and uh, and we uh, there was something that came up, and they were talking about our team. It was a, a nuclear reactor that had to be cooled down, and it wasn't like a Chernobyl. Think, everyone's thinking Chernobyl. This is the next Chernobyl. It's the same type of reactor. But so we all started to ask, should we evacuate? And then we thought we started to ask, is that is safety uh, the most important? And would I be willing to give up my passport in order to 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 share the gospel? Wow. Uh, would I give up my U.S. citizenship to be to, to in order to continue the work? If what I'm doing is worthy of dying on the cross for, yep. then would I? Couldn't I at least r- risk a little radiation for? You know, it turned out to be nothing. It was not a big deal, but it was interesting to ask these questions of a like a little radiation, a little radiation. <laughs> but it's interesting to ask those questions. Yeah. What would I give up in order to? to live my live out my faith. And so I realized I I'm not, not an American first. Yeah. I'm in a, a king I serve the kingdom of right. God first. Exactly. And I had to kind of let go of some of my fundamental identities and put myself in like, well, you know, God is working in your brother. Yeah. 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 So some heart it was a good yeah, good time. So and then out of that you traveled the world, I, uh, coaching churches. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great an organization that's local here yeah. called Harvest, and they train churches to meet. It's called holistic ministry, thinking about the whole person when we love and serve them, not just saving their souls. And so we would go into the, uh, you know, a village and talk with all the pastors, or, or there would be a, a group, actually a group that would invite us to speak with yeah. a bunch of pastors yeah. and. And they're and we do these conferences. Sometimes they're a week long, and they're you know amazing experiences of when their eyes open to 
I'm not just here to save. I mean, I'm here to love and save them and give the gospel. I'm also here to live out the love of Christ and help them, the widow and the orphans and the, the poor in my own community, very practically and tangibly. So, and then along comes COVID. Yes. Turns the world upside down. Yes. And uh, kind culture or peaceful culture went out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, right? And churches were closed. Yeah. My my personal church has only been open for a month now. Only a month. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's had a huge, huge effect around the world and a lot of suffering um, and some of it preventable and uh, some hard to explain why God does what he does. Yeah. Uh, but I hope it's shaken us up to maybe, one, this is ultimately not our home. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, we are still called to love and serve. I don't usually bring up uh, a former guest into a, a current conversation, but I'm yes. going to do that right now. Go for it. I was very blessed to have John Johnny Erickson Tata oh, my goodness. as a guest, mm-hmm. and she took Romans eight twenty eight, and this is her translation for her life. If you know the, her life, her background, mm-hmm. Quad, mm-hmm. I do quadriplegia. So she took that scripture, which is often misused anyway. Oh, everything will be okay. Right. Yeah. Just fl- right. You know, like that. God will allow something he hates to achieve something he loves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And for her, that meant she's in the worst condition yes. she could ever see herself. Right. Now she has a worldwide ministry. Oh. Yeah. So the the truth is spoken right. in that in those few words. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. Yeah. Um, sometime I want to talk to you because I had a I had a a tour. A, I call it a tour. It was actually a week, a year for five years. Uh, I was in Bulgaria doing oh, wow. some, doing some yeah. things, teaching broadcasters. As a matter of really? fact, really, when as they came out from communism, yes, and they I didn't know that know, time period. They didn't know yeah. how to sell advertising, or they didn't know how to run a, a, a operation. I was a guy that was chosen to do that. Interesting, and, and that was that was God working through me. Wow, and uh, we saw I saw churches, beautiful buildings, mm-hmm. but they're crumbling because the communists never would allow them to be kept up. Right. And that's how they killed the church. Right. We're not going to say you can't do this, but we're going to take it away from you another way. Yeah. You cannot grow in membership. You cannot Mm. uh, work on your building. The buildings are what they are. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the legacy of that, lived it for a number of years. That's why I shared Yeah. Fascinating. So let's talk. um, So you're a pastor. I was. You know, this is kind of saying, I'm not, I don't know if I'm a good pastor. You know, I I kind (laughs) of. Can I say I sucked as a pastor? No, I <laughs> you just did. I think I just did. <laughs> you just did. No, not exactly. Actually, people say I'm, yeah. I have a pastoral quality, but okay. I so admire pastors who go in and minister to churches gosh, for yes. years yeah. and faithful for yeah. decades. I love that. Yeah. I'm I'm a starter. I, I and maybe biblically, I think I like think of myself more apostolic gifting of helping to get the, you know, moving the church forward into new areas like Siberia or even into new areas of like of collaboration and, and maybe they haven't. So I love that inspires me a lot. So, but I work, I do work with pastors across uh, the state and across Arizona, uh, across the nation regularly, but I I love and support what they're doing. That's great. So I, I speak pastor. Great so, talent you I, have. I, I yeah. don't. I'm not a pastor, you but speak I, pastor. I, I, I can speak pastor. <laughs> wow, that, there's a book waiting to be. No, written maybe there. so. Yeah. So, and you have entrepreneur written here. Yeah. Uh, does that fold into Care Portal, or is that 
outside of it's that? It's separate. Okay. Um, Tell us uh, about the, that. The entrepreneur part of it is – The brewery I, or yeah. – uh, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Bitcoin. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I, it, it's funny. I think the same – I believe God's a creative God. Absolutely. And his spirit leads us to do uh, – the creative – Part of him, his nature is also in us to a degree yeah. where we are, and I, so I love when I can be creative, uh, and I think that's not just arts, but that's a lot of different ways mm-hmm. of new ideas and cre- recreating. So someone had to think up putting two stories on top of each other. Someone had to think up, or, or, you know, a canal, and someone had to think up a, you know, a phone. Uh, you know, yeah. those are all creative aspects, and I think we they can be useful for for helping improving people's lives. And so I love being microphones, microphones like, like we're using in front of my face. Um, so I think I love starting and creating new things. So I actually have an animation company that we, we, we do a tele with television show. Yeah. It's and, chil- uh, children's a children's animation. It's called the meet the walkers. And it's about this uh, zombie dog who's adopted by a vegan zombie family and they go live among people after the apocalypse. And so it's actually, believe it or not, it's actually all about peacemaking. Wow. It's actually about how do we live among a culture that's hostile to us. Is this being aired now? It's being produced. It's not being aired okay. yet. I'd all love, right. maybe one day you'll turn on Netflix and say, I, I knew I knew that guy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, so tell me more about that. It's just, how far into the production process well, are we you? are, well, I've been dreaming of it for about seven years. And it was a comic book for a couple of years, and I used to go to Comic Cons and yeah. have them, you know, sign my copies. And with all the f- the great people at Comic Cons, we get a hundred something thousand people here every summer in Phoenix. I know. You know just yeah. I love the crowd, um, but um, I just want. But I always wanted it to be a television show. And then a few years ago, I I had kind of set it aside for a while. And a few years ago, a partner. Uh, um, he he had met me at a comic con, and he goes, "I think this would be a great television show." He's twenty five years in Hollywood, so we built a partnership, and we've hired great animators from you know Disney, from Fox, and we're you know pitching it to different studios. And you know, it's a global business now, and so there could be part of it's made in India, part of it's made in in Ireland, and part of it's made in in, in Salt Lake City, or you know, you never know where how it all gets yeah. made. But it's it's interesting how. Um, things that are happening in the industry now. But I, my goal is to make a family-friendly. It's not exactly overtly Christian, yeah. but it's faith-friendly, yeah. uh, where it would be something that you would ideally would want that have the values behind it, or good, like a Pixar movie, really, in many sure. ways, yeah. something that, that has something that, worthwhile to say. And so there's a lot of demand for it, and it's an exciting time to make something. Nice. Yeah. That's a new dimension for you. That it I, is a new. I, well, I, I I've always had that creative side, and I think the same entrepreneurial spirit that, that makes me want to do crazy things like go to Siberia <laughs> is the same one that makes me try you know, a new ventures like an animation company. Yeah. So. so let's talk about um, Care Portal. Care Portal. Yeah. I was, uh, we just discovered in a conversation before going on the air that I was at the, uh, the conference when it's when it was started uh, here in Arizona, but now it's actually around the country, right? Yeah, well, we'll it, talk about what it is. Sure, but, but yeah, we're twenty five uh, states and in, and in Canada, uh, there's about twenty eight hundred churches that are involved, and it yeah, it's been a, a, a on a huge growth curve. Are you a founder? I am not. Okay. Uh, I was one of the early area directors. Okay. 
for the Western U.S. Yeah. For the, when they just they had launched Arizona, they didn't have a director, and they launched California. So I went to the launch of California. Okay. So um, you you cover four states. I cover four states, and uh, mostly, unfortunately, most of it's by Zoom. Oh, right. <laughs> Occasionally, I can get I on. I saw the, Hawaii on the yes, list. Yes, Hawaii, uh, <laughs> suffering for Jesus, and Maui County is waiting for me to launch. Uh, so, but really, it's really about help the churches on the ground yeah. who get the opportunity to meet, meet the needs of children and families in crisis. So here's here's my small bit that I know about uh, Care Portal. Okay, it's by zip code. You need a church within that zip code to be a responder and have a team ready. That's all I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That is all you know. No, just kidding. Uh, uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) But there's something. It really is. It's kind of. I like to think of it almost like an Uber. Yeah. Uh, like it's a it it makes the need of a child in crisis that has been entered from a child welfare worker, or it could it could be a a school principal, it could be a hospital. Or, but primarily, it's child welfare, and in Arizona, it's the the Department of Child Safety. There's hundreds of caseworkers across the state that enter in needs into Care Portal, and then they go right in based on eight five zero two three. It goes in, and then every church that's in Care Portal around that family in a fifteen mile radius gets an email or or text alert saying, "Hey, there's a family in your neighborhood that that needs, and the kids are sleeping on the floor." And could you get a bed to them? Bed, yeah. Or they're in a, they're stuck. They, they the moms just got out of prison, has two kids. They could use a car, a couple no car refrigerator, seats, no refrigerator, yeah. something basic that is you know is this is a need that was entered, but not by the asked by that person, but by the caseworker yeah. who's looking and examining their lives, helping them to get back on their feet. And and for me, mm-hmm. that's more than I want the church to be in that situation. I mean, it really is that that critical point in a person's life and maybe at their hardest point in their life and when they need help and if the church can be there then let's try to make it happen yeah well right now in our worldwide audience of rescuers radio show yeah people are wondering who this is and i'm going to tell them it's jonathan sanborn yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> i like throwing that out there mid- midstream sure so um so i i'm one of the founders of amber alert in arizona okay. and in back in 2002 and when this service came around i find my found myself thinking well i wonder if this and there might be situations could it could turn into an amber alert situation if the child is missing yeah or taken against their will right. or whatever that is and uh i never went down that road very far but but it is there as a nice asset right to have so care portal is 24 states, did you say? Yeah, 24 states. I think 25 now. Yeah, I think we're... So they have area people like you are, the Southwest. And... Right. And we've even had, yeah, sometimes like someone moves out of Arizona, they move you know, to Northern California, and hey, I can, maybe I can connect them. They're a youth agent out of the system, and they don't have anyone who's nearby, and they might need something. And imagine they're the first person to help them is a church. I mean, I think of I think of things like uh, the just look at COVID, right? Yeah. Uh, the age, of, the spikes have been addictions, yeah, suicides, huge. Uh, prisons have swollen because of all of homeless, the, every yeah uh, activity, uh, domestic violence, and and all of that has been um, almost to the point of being uncontrollable yeah. at times. We've seen 
But um, out of that can come situations where the children are the last ones to get to be thought about, right? Yes. And they're in a bad yeah. situation. It's not their fault. Right. It's just happening to them. So yeah. if someone in that position and in that home, is there a number or how do they get a hold of Care Portal? Well, it's we work with caseworkers, okay. and so the idea that everyone, every, that's the great thing for a church is that they know whatever this need is is vetted. Yeah, and there's a real crisis that's in my neighborhood, and so I view it partly as a way to minister to the foster care system, but it's also yeah. local ministry. It's yeah. like you're, oh, this is actually what needs to happen in my neighborhood. Not yeah. you know, I can think all I want about whatever I think is needed, but this is actually a face mm-hmm. and, a, and a story, a person that needs help. And for me, part of being a disciple is loving others and growing as a disciple and discipleship and in living out my faith is that. And so as a former pastor, I would say that's what I would want my church to do is to love their neighbor and to love their community. And so it's, it's more personal. It's not as easy as putting stuff in the box in the lobby as you walk into church, some food or something like that. This is really like you're knocking on a, on the door of someone. So if somebody's listening right now and they, they know of a situation that needs this help, how do they get in touch with Care Portal? How does well, that work? Well, so we would love, so one challenge is we don't have enough churches. We have 118 churches in Arizona, but that really, we need three know. to 500. Wow. We could, and we need more churches up because we, we could have dozens and dozens of different kinds of agencies. So that's the battle cry. That's the battle cry is to sign up. I even had yeah. Governor Ducey film a video for me, for us, for Care Portal. He would he loves Care Portal. He's encouraging churches to join. Yeah. He asks about us all the time. He believes in it because he he sees the role that the church can play when we get the, the opportunity, really know what needs to be done. Yes. And so what, we have a great way of connection and, and connecting. Sometimes there's even... The church doesn't even have to buy stuff. They just have to go and do it. We, there's beds available. We have warehouses of beds across the state that a church doesn't even have to buy it. They can just go pick up the beds wow. and, or in cribs. I mean, we've got some great partnerships with organizations. Good to know. So yeah. there's a lot of opportunity. So yeah. careportal.org is a, our gateway to sign up your church to get involved because um, we, we want the church to play, you know. And then is it up to the church to let their community know around their church that this is available? Well, I think we, the, it's sort of a supply and demand. The needs are the, already there. Always, yeah. Unless we can get more churches. Nice. Got it. So That's right now, one. yeah. So yeah. we, because we, we want every need to go through a caseworker. So the pastor has that confidence nice. or the church has that confidence. This is really vetted need. Okay. Now, there are some cases where we can work within the church. There's some other issues, you know, yeah. things related to that. But yeah. the other exciting thing is that we actually also have new ways of we have a, a debit card that can go to low-income churches. And there are people around the nation that, can, that are paying or funding meeting a need. So they, there's, there's Liberty University. Their okay. football team spent $100,000 to meet needs around the nation through Care Portal wow. churches. And so they actually chose a church yeah. in Phoenix – and we gave them a debit card, the Care Portal debit card, and the Liberty University the football players go and they, they pray, and then they say, well, Lord, how do you want us to give back to our community? And then they look on a map and they go, oh, man, there's this kid sleeping on the floor in South Phoenix. Yeah. He could really use a bed. I hated when I had to you know, sleep on the floor. <laughs> and they could, so boom, there's $450 is on that debit card that from, from Liberty, and that church that's right near that family goes and g- delivers that bed. 
and ma- not just delivers it, but makes a connection, yeah. saying, we're here for you, and can we pray for you? Is there anything else we can do? Yeah. It might just be a one-off. might just be that's the only time they ever see them, and you help them out at, at that time of need, or it might be the start of something else. And it brings those churches so close to their community yeah. around them. They, they really know, learn what's going on. I would say that that's a great observation, yeah. and, and I've had you know people in their church. I, go, I had no, they go, I had no idea this is happening in Chandler. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't think families <laughs> like this existed in Chandler, yeah. and then they find out, yeah, that actually, you know, <laughs> yeah. this, this stuff happens all around us. We just don't know. Yeah. So announcing that the need is for churches to jump into this—that's the real this need in Arizona. We we would love to grow, recognize the, the need in, within your community, within your church, yeah. and it doesn't. Your pastor doesn't have to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's just that you're tr- someone in your church says, I'm willing to receive an email and help a few people in our church organize to meet a need maybe once a month. Wow. You know, it's not. Honestly, if we did that, so that would be difficult. game changing. You have that one point person, and that's where it starts. That's where it starts. That's awesome. And you're you're not a former pastor. You're still a pastor. I still am. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I guess so. I'll, you can't get rid of that. I guess I can't ri- get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're. Uh, we're in our last couple of minutes here. Jeremy's about ready to shout in my ear. Um, do you? Uh, are you still doing consulting to churches around the country? Consulting? You mean the like the? Well, you you said you've been t- working with churches globally. Yeah. Right, that's oh, where I used serving. to do. Um, I, you know, I, I get asked to speak at I different conferences and things like that. I it's guess so. Uh, You're being not as much as I used to, yeah. but my. The, it's interesting though that those seeds were planted 25 years ago, yeah. and I, I, you and I were at the same launch event at at, yeah. GC, at Grand Canyon University. I know, and I remember just going, "That's what the church needs." That's and and then when I went to the launch in California, and I go, "If this was on my tombstone, I was able to help." these children who are at the worst points of their life and the church was able Jesus, they were able to see the hands and feet of Jesus yep. then. And that'd be, I, I can die with that. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, our time is up and this has been fun. Yes. <laughs> we need to talk some more privately. For sure. But, this has been uh, a great conversation. Uh, Jonathan Sanborn, uh, thank you for being a rescuer, changing and saving lives every day. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM.